0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Sometimes it can be a little risky to assume, but I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, that the notion of a, a spiritual journey is is within your intention it's it's a curious thing are when we when we think about going to heaven are you going to take the stairs the stairway to heaven or maybe the the escalator to nirvana <laughs> it's um um it's an interesting thing to to learn as you engage your spiritual journey just exactly where you're going and uh, i'm I'm excited for tonight's episode. The topic tonight is transcendental Judaism, and our guest tonight is david Lieberman. We're going to bring him on in just a minute but the the idea that the I grew up from a, a Christian perspective. The idea that the, the father and I are one, or the kingdom of heaven is within it, it really seems like the journey, our spiritual journey, our re, um, our religious journey, our, when we when we decide ourselves to be on a spiritual path, on a path to really hone the notion of where we are going. What's the what's the destination? How can we tell when we've when we have arrived? I think uh I think tonight's show is going to be a fascinating conversation. Transcendental Judaism enlivening the eternal within to uplift ourselves in our world this is the title of david's latest book and the title of the show tonight it's i think from the the um history of of the various cultures um, there's buddha there's jesus there's um Everyone, uh, every culture has a, a, a context in their past about the spiritual journey. Even though uh, I think it was Joseph Campbell that studied the beliefs of cultures all over the world, and and they found a a, a common thread, if you will. And I think the the spiritual journey no matter what culture you're coming from, is perhaps taking us to the same place. It's kind of the idea that all roads lead to Rome. It's not that you can't choose a road to take you farther away from Rome, metaphorically, but I think we should get to it. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Again, the topic is Transcendental Judaism. And our guest tonight is David Lieberman. Transcendental Judaism addresses an inclusive theology based on the shared teaching of Tehran and Kabbalah, that all existence arises from no-thingness. And that no-thingness is the essential makeup of all creation. Over time, the repeated experience of our transcendental nature stabilizes its qualities into our awareness, allowing us to fulfill the elusive commandments to cleave to God and love your neighbor as yourself, thus uplifting ourselves and transforming our world. Our guest tonight, David, was raised in a Reformed Jewish household and began to immerse himself in Torah in 2003. He, he trained as a spiritual director, someone who ac- accompanies others on their spiritual journeys. He served as chairman of the board for Belle Beat
1: Midrash,
0: a nonprofit committed to pluralistic, forward-thinking Jewish learning driving social activism, and engaging in in the next generation of leaders. For 35 years, both as an elementary school teacher and as a management consultant, David has been successful in introducing new concepts to his audience, clearly, concisely, and using plain English. Join me in welcoming David to the show. David, it's so nice to have you on the show tonight.
1: Hi, Les. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Transcendental Judaism. The, what, I, I always like to clarify terms that we're going to use. The notion of transcendental. Um, why did you choose this word when you're talking about Judaism?
1: Well, I chose the word transcendental because transcendental very simply carries the meaning of to go beyond, to go beyond maybe what we normally experience. And in uh, transcendental Judaism, a name I just coined, uh, we have the ability uh, to go beyond uh, our normal experiences of life thoughts and emotions and and as our mind settles down uh to touch the source which of course in in judaism we'll call god and make that connection and of course in judaism uh that is the goal uh is to make a connection with god and over the course of 3500 or more years uh, of the religion uh, we have uh, we have made connections with God in many different ways uh, and so I am talking about opening up or more precisely reopening up uh, additional pathways to go beyond our normal experiences and to be able to have a direct, uh, experience uh, of God, of of our source, of our essence.
0: A direct personal experience. So this is really uh, um, a book for ourselves. Um, I mean, it, it, you're really hitting the nail on the head, so to speak, when, when you're saying this is a personal um, connection with the divine. How did... How did your, um, your life path lead you to such a focused intention of connecting with the divine within you?
1: Well, it happened, uh, I don't want to say by mistake, but, uh, but (laughs) when I, when I was in college and this is back in the 1970s, so I'm 70 years old now, um, I learned how to meditate. I learned a meditation technique, and it was a meditation technique that uh, facilitated uh, this concept of transcendence or going beyond and I was told that that uh, I would the I would, there would be this quieting of the mind and I might have this experience of complete calm, peace, perhaps a period throughout the meditation process where I had no thought. I would transcend thinking, uh, emotions, and, uh, that it would connect me with, with the source of thought, in fact, the, so- the source of everything, and that the benefits of that would rub off, so to speak, as I repeated that experience over time. And so I thought, okay, fine, that doesn't sound bad. Plus, my girlfriend at the time uh, was meditating, and so, all right, let's do that then. And uh, I went to that meditation class and had that experience, and I had the most awesome, and I use the term awesome by f- focusing on the word awe. L- a lot of times we say, oh, that was awesome, right, nowadays. But I had the most awe-filled <laughs> experience, which I'm going to describe to you very briefly here. As uh, First of all, during that period that I was meditating, I did have that sense of calm um, that sort of descended almost like a blanket over me.
0: And I had
1: a sense of knowingness, not, not knowing any one thing, but just that I was connected with the world around me somehow. Everything I was connected with everything around me. It's a very direct experience I had. And, and then when it was over, and the teacher said, "Okay, you know, stop meditating. We'll, we'll talk about your experience." My attention started to obviously shift from being within you talked about the kingdom of heaven is within my experience shifted from within and and it went outward again as it's as our habit is now always sort of focusing outward and this thought was seared into my mind this was a spring day in St. Louis, Missouri, 1975. And I thought, the birds in the trees and the cars on the highway are singing the song of life together in perfect harmony and the world is unfolding just as it should be. So that was an amazing experience and an amazing thought. And I didn't really realize the depth of it, or at least to me, the depth of it at the time, the idea of the birds in the trees and the cars on the highway, seeing the song of life together in perfect harmony. That's bringing the oneness of the source out into the world in front of me. I had a brief direct experience of the oneness, the connection of all the very things that are, you know, that, that at first hit my attention, you know, the, the birds and the, and the cars, my, my eyes were still closed, but, but I was hearing. And that connection of oneness that I felt during meditation, but without any real quality, just a sense when i started letting my attention go outward again that sense of the oneness of the universe actually transferred out into the things around me and and although i didn't appreciate again the depth of that at the time that was my first deep spiritual experience and and of course i've been <laughs> i say of course who would not continue to you know <laughs> practice this type of experiencing the transcendent at will by Sitting and letting the mind quiet down uh, over and over again throughout the last 48 years, uh, and I've been doing so. Now, every single experience of meditation is not is not you know the same and always as profound as that one is. But there is this sense of 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 of, of, of calm that and sense of knowingness and just the sense of going beyond no thoughts, no, no emotions. Um, and it seems to, you know, I can talk about the benefits, uh, that have accrued in, you know, during my life over the last almost 50 years, uh, as a result of it, obviously you, you don't meditate or I don't meditate just for the period of time that uh, meditating, but this, this, this sense of being. Of, of 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 having a connection with the the, the infinite intelligence, uh, the infinite creativity of the of the, of the universe. Again, it, it rubs off on you, and and your life, my life anyway, uh, moves more smoothly and in tune with the world around me when I'm regularly meditating. That was a long answer, uh, Les to a, <laughs> a very provocative question. But that that was my beginning uh experience. Uh, you know, and then and it had nothing to do with Judaism, by the way. Uh you know, I, I was I was a college student, always, you know, had been brought up as Jewish but 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 never particularly uh observant uh, in going to synagogue or eating in a kosher manner or you know, following the other, you know, commandments that many more observant Jews follow, but but it wasn't until I don't know 30 years later uh, that um, that that I began to study uh, the Hebrew Bible, uh, the first five books of it you referred to earlier as Torah many many some people may have heard of the word torah torah just means the again the first five books of the hebrew bible genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy and and as i was studying torah and other parts of the bible um again this is 30 years later after this spiritual experience i had um i was studying and 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 the Bible was an interesting intellectual experience to me and it had some meaning. Uh, but one day, the um, the words as I was studying jumped out of the page to me. They, they began to have a life of their own. There was a certain depth to the words in the Bible that never meant anything to me before. For example, um, in Genesis, there's a passage where God tells Abraham to, you know, to go forth, go out, actually in Hebrew, it's a reflexive verb, go to your, go out to yourself and find your way in the world. And, and you will be, you know, you will be the father of, 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 uh, of many peoples and, um, you know, we'll we'll be blessed. uh, And, you know, you will go and experience things you never knew before. And, that that just jumped at me experience something i never knew before and i went back to that first transcendental experience that i had what i experienced things i never knew before uh and i thought oh my goodness um there ca- i can make like abraham made in that passage i just uh was uh Recounting to you made a, a, a sort of a a, per, well, a personal experience with with God and I thought, hmm there's something very very deep going on here that i never that I never appreciated before and, and so that uh, you know decades later caused me to connect my first it's uh, uh, first and, and ongoing uh, experiences of transcendence with the teachings of Judaism. And then together, those two things were what caused me, you know, after retirement, <laughs> to start to write
0: this book. Nice. Well, the it, it's curious that um, you had that, uh, experience in college, and then years later you immerse in the writings, and yeah, it seems like the experience in college uh, uh, planted the seed, so to speak. Because I mean, how many people can can pick up those texts and read them and not have that connection? Because I mean, it. it you can write words to point in the direction of the divine within you, but until, like you have shared, until you've had that experience, the context of the words, that they fall short of, um, of the actual experience. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, it makes absolute sense, Les, and uh, it's very perceptive of you to, 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 realize that if you've had that experience, and I bet many of the listeners, uh, on, uh, of this show have had an experience obviously not exactly like mine, but very similar to mine. Uh, they've maybe, fought, m- mine was purposeful. I had just learned, uh, a, 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 a meditation a technique to facilitate transcendence. But people fall into this experience of transcendence. Uh, at, at, they can at any time. Uh, uh, per, and I, I could even, name, you know, you can name it. Uh, a friend of mine talked about having it when he was driving his car in the rain uh, uh, with the windshield wipers on. And, and and all of a sudden he, he had this knowledge that he was connected with everything in the universe and everything was working together and this sense of calm. <laughs> you could be watching the sunset. You can be doing the dishes. Uh, I bet people are nodding their heads right now saying, yes, I, I listened to Les's show because I, I get what people are talking about. Now, I I wish I knew how to make it happen again. You know, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, it it wasn't just a one-time experience, but but yes. uh, And and I also can talk about how, you know, it's not such a weird or wild thing why they have it because uh, I talk in the book uh, through Jewish theology, but of course it doesn't have to be through Jewish theology that we are always connected with our source, our essence. It's not like we're not connected and we have to find it again. Uh, That's why the subtitle of my book doesn't say connecting with the eternal within to uplift ourselves and our world. The subtitle of my book says enlivening, the eternal within to uplift ourselves and our world. It's we're, we're already connected with it. We're just so used to looking outward and not realizing that we have that connection, uh, that, that it can sneak up on it at any time. Or of course, uh, you know, through, 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 through our actions and through a process, you know, we, we can encourage it to, um, you know to enliven itself in our awareness at any time,
0: right, well, what I liked about uh your book is is it, it how straightforward i mean um you're talking about in your book you're talking about. Um, enlivening that connection, um, strengthening that connection. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, that's it, you know, so often, uh, um, when people are on their, uh, their spiritual journey, they, um, the, um, one more book, one more class, one more, I mean, it, it it's like it's out there somewhere and if i go over here and i do this and if i go over there and do that and if i read this and i read that when you talk about knowing it's not so much the the ego sense of knowing like one plus one is two it's a different kind of knowing that that happens when when you make that connection don't you think yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely correct. Right. It's not a knowing of any of, of any one thing. Uh, it's just a sense of knowingness. Perhaps we say.
0: Well, it, to me, to me, it seems like uh, kind of like a teeter totter in that. Um, I mean, some people are born with uh, an awareness or a connection to source, but for the vast majority of the rest of us, that it it's not in our vernacular, it's not in our experience, and then we we have these moments where we connect, and and then we with with our intention and attention, um, the teeter totter tips over to the other side and we and we have these experiences and the experiences are uh, I would suggest when we connect with the divine within us it's never uh, an ego centered experience in fact it transcends the ego and then the teacher totters yes. flips back to what we would call our normal self but in truth the the divine side so to speak of the teeter totter is it is much more fundamental to our personality because our ego our sense of self can can change as we traverse through our lives um and and certainly there's a a mental aspect of our spiritual journey when we're when we reflect within ourselves, we reflect about our our sense of self, but that that teeter totter idea uh, the the perhaps the spiritual journey is to get the majority of the time on the opposite side or on the divine side of the teeter totter through. Um, practices which is one thing your book talks about Uh, yes and
1: I'd like to offer a a slightly different take on that to me uh, it's not so much spending more time on the other side of the teeter-totter to me as much as integrating both sides of the teeter-totter such that i'm working here obviously with an uh you know uh not perfect analogy but a good but a pretty good one that the teeter totter stays level in I other like words that. because we're living in, in in the life in our lives here we're not i mean i'm not you know spending you know five ten you know twenty hours a day meditating sure. um you know i got you know, you know, I'm a retired guy. I got pickleball to play, you know, and things to do, <laughs> right. you know, and um, so it's 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 having sort of both going at the same time. Um, there's a, a rabbi uh, in, in the 18th and 19th century. Uh, his name is Rabbi Aaron of Starachelle. And he says it's like seeing from both sides of the coin uh, at the same time. One side of the coin is sort of God seeing God's self. And then the other side of the coin is we seeing objects, people, and things. And when we can have an awareness, have a sense of both of those things happening at the same time, then we, we are living our life from its deepest value. And again, you know, I wrote a book about Jewish theology, so I will go back to it. But of course, this is not only, as you said, all, all roads lead to Rome. Many spiritual traditions have have um, what I call universal teachings. Um, and it's you know it's the idea that we that we that we uh, have a, a, a sense of, of of that quiet godliness which again rubs off on us gives us gives us uh, s- sort of a a window again into into God's infinite intelligence and creativity as we go about. Doing our activities, so we're 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 doing good we 're doing better in the world uh, because of it it's uh, it's helping us physically and psychologically because we're connected to it, perhaps at all times uh, uh, it, you know at first the teeter totter is going to go up and down, but wouldn't it be nice if you know if if we could have a sense sense that that it was level and we were experiencing our, 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 our material lives And godliness at the same time In Judaism uh, There's a commandment uh, Many people might think Okay, they're familiar with ten commandments From the Hebrew Bible There are actually throughout The Torah, the first five Books of the Hebrew Bible There are hundreds of commandments uh, To be followed um, not Not just the ten that most people are familiar with One of them is a commandment to cleave to God. In Hebrew, the word I realize nobody cares is "devakut" <laughs> to cleave to God. But and, and this idea then though of of having this sense of God uh, with us is that's the reason that we do this, not just to sit and, and and have the experience by itself for half an hour or you know whatever how much time a day. But to bring it out into the world, uh, and to and to make the world a better place uh, because of it, for ourselves and, and and for others. So we're not doing this just to sit with our eyes closed. We're doing it to, to you know to to bring source out into into the world uh, and 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 let let its power and 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 compassion and grace uh guide our lives.
0: Well I, I think that's what the subtitle of your book, Enlivening the Eternal Within to Uplift Ourselves and Our World. Um it it's really uh we become I I the the visual of the teeter totter halfway, I really like that in that um you're, you use the word "cleave" or uh, I would say "connect" with um, the divine within, while you walk your path in in the outer world, so to speak. I mean, so, how, so many people are are anxious, and um, th- there's been so much upheaval in the world that what. There's there's a, a deep sense of peace, I would suggest, that um, uh, c- being connected to the uh, source or divine consciousness within you, and then to bring that peace out, when not when you're sitting in your bedroom meditating, but when you're out and about to yeah. have the teeter-totter level, you become... You become uh, through the the knowingness of the connection with the divine. Um, that that sense of peace and that sense of knowingness um, is is I think what a lot of people are looking for.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautifully said. Les, why don't you do a show on spirituality or something like that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well well there's an idea. Um yeah, there's an idea. Well then um so, when when people are it's it can be if if 2020 uh, threw you for a loop and your your personal cart tipped over and and industries have have changed and and the dynamics of living have have changed sometimes the idea that um it's possible to connect with the divine within when everything in your life seems to be in upheaval what what would you say to those that are having a tough time navigating the chaos so to speak of reality i mean how how can this uh cleaving of the divine how can we approach that when when our lives can be so challenging sometimes
1: yes I think the way to approach it is well i mean i can i can just talk i guess about my experience uh, which is simply to is to is to find a Technique, a practice, a process, of of that 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 quiets the mind and lets the mind uh, experience that 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 in that inwardness, uh, the source. Uh, 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 of, of the thought of our thoughts and and simply to do that every day to inculcate the experience of touching source and 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 it will it will begin to become enlivened in your life and it is. It, it is a, it is the source of, of the universe, Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the laws of nature, the infinite intelligence of what's going on and, 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 and touching it and doing it over and over and over again. I've been at it for 40 years and, you know, I've got more to go, but it, but, but it, it, it. And it's so hard to say because for everybody, the specific benefit um, is different and ends up being sort of appropriate for what they need. Um, but let, let me give you an example uh, of, of what I'm talking about here. Uh, a- after I had been meditating for just about one year only, um, and I've been doing it regularly and, very slowly uh, things had in you know, my life had been improving and, and i'm not saying i had such an awful or difficult life um, my first year after college it was my first job and you know it was a little disorienting and you know what it's like but you know it was fine but 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 over time it just seemed like things would start to work for me uh, life became maybe a little easier um i would feel, again i'd feel like i was in tune with the world around me simply because of the experience of 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 touching uh that that shared oneness that is our source so i said to myself i wonder if this meditating thing really is doing anything for me uh you know i'm spending you know time every day doing it and yeah, it seems fine. But but I, I wonder if this was just a, you know, a fad or something. So one day I stopped meditating. And, and I said, Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna stop meditating. And I stopped. And I actually stopped for an entire week. I didn't meditate for an entire week. And I remember coming home from work at the end of the week and flopping down on the bed, and being totally exhausted, and somewhat flummoxed, not about any one thing, and the thought went through my mind, I said, this week, I have felt like I'm a hamster running around one of those exercise wheels, I'm running faster and faster, I'm getting more and more tired, and I'm, not And I'm getting nowhere. I'm accomplishing nothing. You know, and then, of course, you know, about 15 seconds later, it dawns on me, I have not been meditating this week. I'm sort of out of touch with the flow of life, with the flow of the universe. And I started meditating again the next week and, you know, and have been doing so, you know, ever since. So, that's my experience. It, it's so ethereal. It's I can't explain it in any more concrete terms than that. Right. But I hope I'm getting across the sense of of of, of, of how let, just letting your mind quiet down to experience the source bathes us in it and it is the it is the source of of, of 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 what keeps this universe going
0: nice i like that well the i mean so in college you had the um the um your perhaps first experience and then uh Later on, you started studying the Torah. I, I should say started. I don't know that, but yeah, that's but, right.
1: I didn't really study but, it when I was younger, but I did start studying when I was older. Yeah.
0: And and the words um, uh, the words gave you a context of, uh, to relate to the experience. And perhaps without the experience, uh, the words wouldn't have had the same meaning. What I'm getting at here is um, the experience itself in your college days, and then later on you engage the Torah, and and that brings uh, perhaps a richer context from which to um, understand. Because what you're reading there in the Torah is um a a generational i mean it it's the, the culture documenting the the journey within so to speak and so my question is um you have the experience and then later on you start immersing in the torah and its teachings how did that change you as far as how you experience your life once you um, started studying the Torah,
1: well, it changed how I appreciated Judaism, primarily uh, because the, the experience of, again, sort of ha- being being in tune with, um, you know, the the um, you know the, the workings of nature. I mean, that that happened. Simply by the repeated experiences of, of touching the transcendent, um, uh, but uh, but what what changed was the depth uh, of the teachings of of, of Judaism uh, for me uh, that that they really meant something uh, they had lessons to teach that you might you you might not catch on the surface although you might catch them on the surface uh but they're sort of vibrating maybe um you know at different levels uh waiting for you to pick up and and i sort of pick them up there's a a rabbi in the 18th 19th century named uh rabbi mendel menachem of Kutsk, which which is the city that he's comes from. He's, he's known as the Kutzker Rebbe because that's where he that's where he lived. And a student of his asked him, uh, Rabbi, um, you know, wh- wh- where is God? Where do we find God? And the Kutzker Rebbe said, God resides wherever we let God in. Nice. So and the, uh... and
0: the and the. It's, it's,
1: it, 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 what that means is that God is available to us always everywhere, anywhere. We just have to let our attention become aware of it.
0: Attention, attention to become aware of it. Now, uh, before the show got started tonight, you were talking about mindfulness and meditation and discerning the difference between the two. Do you want to share your oh, comments on this? Yes.
1: That? Yes. Thank you for reminding me about that. Uh, you
0: know,
1: I'm talking about um, you know a type of meditation uh, that facilitates the experience of transcendence, and a lot of people nowadays, when they hear the word. M- Meditation, they say, oh, you practice mindfulness. And to me, those are not synonyms. Meditation and mindfulness are not synonyms. Mindfulness is one type of meditation. Um, And I'll describe it briefly. I actually have taken a class in it, but, but I don't practice it. Um, but you know and, and and many people will resonate they 'll understand what I 'm talking about. Mindfulness is the, is a meditation process of sitting quietly, maybe focusing on your breath, and then being gently aware of of thoughts and emotions that come up <clears throat> um, uh, you know as your mind is quieting down and perhaps you make a connection with something, you have a realization, uh, a thought triggers you and maybe you think, oh, I didn't realize that that triggered me. Uh, I'm going to maybe change some behaviors or, you know, in the future or this or that. I mean, you are mind, you become mindful of your thoughts and emotions and you can benefit then um, by realizing that and um, making changes to your life afterwards and mindfulness can be a very very helpful type of meditation Uh, but it's not a process of transcending going beyond because you're still thinking you're still feeling you're still processing things so there are different types of meditations and they have different benefits Let, let, let me just cover a third type, I, I don't know how many different types of meditations there are, but but sort of the three that stand out in my mind are, are uh, well, obviously a transcending type of meditation, a mindfulness type of meditation, and then there's a concentration or focused type of meditation where you have a desire to uh, bring some quality maybe more strongly into your life. Maybe you want to feel more grateful or you want to be more compassionate or, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe you want to feel more courageous. Right? And so you enter into a type of concentration or focus meditation where you contemplate and repeat and, 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 and br- bring that quality, uh, you know, in, in, into your into your mind with with the hopes uh, and expectation of, of of strengthening it over time, and of course that happens. Uh, the things that we put our minds to, so to speak, generally grow stronger in our lives. So there are different types of meditation, and they have different benefits. And I just wanted to make clear that the type that I'm talking about in the book is the type of meditation that facilitates transcendence. Uh, That's the one, in my experience anyway, that lets us go beyond, again, the word transcend, and, and, and experience source and the power of it that I've been talking about today.
0: Nice. Well, speaking of your book, who did you write this book for? I
1: wrote this book primarily less for the Jewish person, although obviously it doesn't have to be Jewish, but I primarily wrote it for the Jewish person who says to themselves, "I'm spiritual but not so religious." And what I wanted to do, and I have not done that on this talk because I did not want this talk to be about Jewish theology, because I'm not sure that the bulk of your audience is going to care that much about Jewish theology. But in the book, I do talk more about Jewish theology. And what I do is I show that that deep, deep in the bowels of Jewish theology are contained these concepts that I've talked about in secular terms today. And so I wanted people to know that This this yearn for spirituality that many of us have, Jews and Gentiles alike, has deep roots in Jewish theology. And for those who say, I'm spiritual, not religious, perhaps they can now feel, ah, I am spiritual and religious once they understand uh, some of the Jewish theological uh, connections
0: nice well, so in in the in the bigger picture in society as a whole i mean there's there's so much upheaval now and there's you know the the collective cart so to speak has tipped over <laughs> how mm-hmm. does how, do, how does the principles of your book i mean uh, how do those reflect on finding our way uh to to a more authentic a more genuine um experience collectively?
1: Well, the principles of the book are well, one of them is that we that we let go of our ego we've talked a little bit about that. Um, through the meditative quieting of the mind. We go beyond that. And by, by going beyond the ego, we have a broader experience of what life could be. And that, that crazy little that I had after my first meditation experience—that the, the birds and the trees and the cars on the highway are singing the song of life together in perfect harmony. That's just, of course, you know, one tiny example of 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 the unity uh, of bringing the unity that so many of us spiritual seekers sense is at the basis of the universe that we live in. Bringing that unity from the background um, to the foreground uh, uh, in our our awareness, perhaps during a session of meditation, the teeter-totter goes from one side to the other. But then over time, it levels out and we live with that sense of we're all We're all connected. And if we can act from that broad sense of our universal interconnectedness, then we can all uplift ourselves and each other and, and enjoy and fulfill ourselves, uh, in 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 uh, in our world
0: nice I like that well an hour can go by pretty fast I want to make sure that um, the audience knows about you um, you've you've written the book transcendental Judaism enlivening the eternal within to uplift ourselves in our world tell us about the book and if you want to share about your nonprofit and anything else you want to share please take Uh, the time and do that now thank
1: you okay well yeah the book the book is uh just uh published last month so it's you know it's it's out new uh it's available on amazon both in paper and in kindle version you can also Buy it on uh, at BarnesandNoble.com, uh, and you can also buy it uh, on the publisher's website. I want to thank my publisher Whippenstock, Stock uh, for for picking up the book and feeling that it's an important book. Um, let me also take a minute with the not-for-profit where I'm on the board of directors. It's called Valley Beit Midrash. Uh, the word Beit Midrash in Hebrew simply means uh, a house of study uh, and um, we're we're a uh, we're a uh, organization that teaches um, you know the Jewish texts uh, from an ethical perspective, um, looking forward progressively um, uh, including um, you know Jews under a, you know, a big tent and and showing that that the commandments in the Hebrew Bible uh, that we talked about, not just the 10, but many of them, um, are, they're, they're a call for for ethical justice and compassion in the world. And that when we go out and work to make the world a better place, um, in Hebrew we have a term for that called tikkun olom, repair the world. And so we bring together the Jewish teachings of uh, of our texts with the demand for social action to make the world a better place, and then to pass the uh, baton to the next generation of leaders so the work can continue. There are a number of Jewish organizations that do maybe one thing, they do Jewish education, which is great, Uh, or they do uh, social action, which is great, or they do Jewish leadership development, which is great, and what's unique about us is that we bring all three together to show the whole picture makes sense as a as a whole as a whole lifestyle and again it's called valley bait uh, org, and so
0: you can check it out if you want well very nice uh, i want to thank you for having you on the show tonight david i've enjoyed this conversation
1: as have i and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share these thoughts with everybody and to and to um bring out the idea that that we've got um, many different paths or perspectives um, through many different traditions uh that we can find our way uh to our to our common oneness and our common humanity i happen to write a book that talked about it through a jewish perspective Uh, and through a Jewish lens, and it's a universal yearning and an activity that we all have the ability to pursue and benefit from.
0: Very nice. We've been talking with David Lieberman, and the topic tonight has been the title of his latest book, Transcendental Judaism. You know, it's a... um, He used the term cleave to God or or there's uh, using that uh, teeter-totter metaphor. um, There's so many people that are uh, presenting themselves as spiritual leaders, spiritual teachers, and I suggest to you, the listener, that if you want to hone your filter, hone your ability to discern um, the caliber of spiritual teachers that you metaphorically hitch your wagon to, to, to strengthen, to connect with the divine within you I, w- I would phrase it as the notion of uh, a spectrum. Like you can imagine the colors of the rainbow as being the spectrum of light. And there's all kinds of colors within the colors of the rainbow. And when you connect with that divine source at the core of your being, w- one of the things it does is it gives you a, a clarity, so to speak, of the spectrum of our human consciousness. In other words, I can take my consciousness and go away from source. I can load up my psyche with with um, greed and hate and, and whatever. And when I do that, I'm I'm at the bottom, metaphorically, of this spectrum of consciousness. And and some people might come off of the the floor or the low end of consciousness just a click or two or three. And it can be a very profound thing. And they put their shingle out as a spiritual leader because they've had a a transformational part of their lives. But... When you connect with the divine within your own being and and you have that experience, you have that um, connection with source, there's an awareness. There's an awareness of, of really how broad the spectrum of consciousness is and, and that perspective, once you've tasted the divine, so to speak, it's much easier to vet and discern the teachings of really anybody who's putting their shingle out there as some form of spiritual leader. Ultimately, it's your own sovereignty. It's your own dominion. It's done unto you as you believe when whether you're experiencing heaven or hell it's within your own persona um, it it so, so the the most powerful person you can um, look to to improve your experience with the divine is of course yourself it, time flights when you're having fun <laughs> I want to thank you for sharing the show with us tonight. I appreciate you, the listener. You've been listening to a new human living broadcast. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Let me ask you a question. How many times during today, this day, has your heart and soul had direct communication with you? Are egos left unchecked will easily consume all of our thoughts and consciousness as we go throughout the day, where we really are living an ego-led life. But our ego cannot even comprehend the vision our soul has for us. If you want to increase your personal power, make space throughout your day for your heart and soul to inspire you. Citizen King, The New Age of Power, is a book I wrote just for that. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Until next time, thanks for listening.